Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Martin Svencelius. Welcome, Martin. How are you? Hey, Craig. I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, we have one of the delights of doing this show is that we have a chance to maybe have a conversation in person, which I believe we believe we did. But more importantly, we've been talking for half an hour. So we have some ideas about what each of us thinks around movement. And one of the things we mentioned was about balancing. And I mean, physical balancing is cool, but we were talking about balancing what I'm going to say, work and play. So for you, and to some extent for me, we have this thing that we love so much. And you have friends and people that you love doing this thing with. And then somewhere along the way, it starts to become a business where you want to try and do it. And I'm I'm just wondering now, because you've got a lot of experience doing this, both doing it and teaching it, how do you approach balancing like what you do? Like, I want to share this thing with other people, preferably, and make some money, make a living. And also I want to go out and play with my friends. So like how do you approach balancing those two things? Uh for me, one of them kind of grew into the other because when I started training in when I found parkour in about 2005. Then uh, there were just a bunch, uh, a group of us just climbing things. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what it was. We just seen a YouTube clip or two, right? We had no idea about the philosophy, the conditioning. Yeah, in 2005, right? <laughs> yeah, we were just climbing stuff and thought it was fun. Um, and then it, we became friends. And then there were uh, more more people joined us. So, um, and then when they did, eventually, uh, people started asking me things. Uh, one because one of, I was one of the slightly older people in the group. Um, I was nineteen, so <laughs> not very not very old still. Ancient, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Good times, uh, but yeah. Um, People started asking me stuff, and I was studying to be a PE teacher at the same time. So the whole leadership thing, and I just came from military service. Hmm. So my my physique was good, and I was into helping people, teaching people. So people started asking me stuff, and then it the thing just grew, and then eventually ended up as the the, the leader, quote unquote, of the group. Um, and then it just became more and more, and then it takes so much time that um, I basically had to, to start uh, charging people for classes because I didn't have time to do it free anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still want to do it for free, but yeah, yeah, I can't. Do you do you find that there's tension? Like, I, I have all these classes to teach, but I really want to go, you know, run and jump and play, uh, you know, with Victor or, or Brandon or somebody, or and how do you resolve that? How do you resolve that tension? Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of problem getting uh, my own like playtime um, because I mean I was teaching classes all the time. Uh, at, when it was at its peak, I taught fourteen classes a week, so two per day. So my training became whatever I taught the students to do because I keep showing <laughs> stuff and do the conditioning myself and all this stuff. So it became movement and training every day. So the the work work training the work play balance if I should put it like that um, was kind of off because it became all work and very little play. Um, 
but at the time I didn't mind a lot. But then in time it grew a bit too too strenuous, not just for the body but for the mind, hmm. <laughs> to do just all that training and not getting enough time to train for myself. Uh, it was hard to do um, scary stuff and really intense stuff because I knew if I get injured or or if I can't do the classes, then my whole whole uh, whole uh, um, business kind of breaks down. Right, because I'm the one doing everything. This was before before uh, Victor and Brandon, of course, and when I had other amazing people to help to do the classes with me. Hmm. Uh, so I was very careful because, uh, yeah, if I got really injured, then yeah, I hmm. had to stop teaching maybe for a long while. I know for me when I started, <clears throat> um, I often use the word practice and versus training because training to me feels like there should be like a particular goal in mind but anyway when i started training and practicing i was figuratively and literally following other people so i was the you know the slowest oldest overweight you know so it was just like oh well let's find things that maybe craig can keep us in sight they were very nice they still are very nice but i didn't realize how special that was to be able to not have to do the creative part of it like i had the creative I had to be creative solving problems you know, like, Oh, how am I going to get up there? You know, I had to be creative that way, but I didn't have to go out and figure out how to challenge myself. It's just all I have to do is go to the place at the time and do the thing. I don't have to think about that. Yeah. And uh, that really, uh, I'm going to say that came back and bit me in later years because when I didn't have the, 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 the huge, beautiful privilege to just go to the place and, you know, step off the bike or step out of the car and be like, Hey, all right, what are we doing? Uh, suddenly it was like, well, wh when am I, how is that ever going to happen? Um, did you encounter a similar, is that something that, you know, you, you seem to understand what I'm talking about, but has that ever happened to you where you felt like what, um, Art the Plessmont was for you? When you began to teach it, you realized that there were like these two different ways. One way is to to be someone who goes to the thing, to the space, and follows. But when you're teaching it, you're the leader, and those are I think those are very different um, mindsets that you need to have to succeed in those two different places. Um, has that ever been a struggle for you? The way that I'm describing it for me? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, because I, I don't think I don't teach the way I train myself, but I don't always, because a lot of the time I my training is very repetitive, very uh, um, calm. I don't want to say slow is the wrong word. Mentally slow. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very calm, very focused, and very repetitive, very picky uh, when it comes to precise movement. And it's hard to be that picky and and uh, repetitive with with a class of people especially teenagers because they get bored they have a hard time focusing and mm. i and i'm not sure i have um, the ability actually to 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 get them to focus the way i do when i train because my training it it's it it doesn't look like flashy and 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 playful it it looks boring quote unquote right <laughs> uh, picky is a good word i like your choice of the word picky that's that's a good way to describe sorry yeah. that's a good way to and describe. i'm not sure if that was a good answer to your question um 
but but the point is, it's, it is, it's hard. It's hard for me to translate my training to a group of people hmm. uh, because they, when I, I have done it, it doesn't really stick because they very easily get get. Uh, um, uh, not bored, but lose focus is a better word. I think you're right on the, uh, um, I think that's a great answer. Um, just because I'm not looking for a particular answer. I'm just curious to see like, <laughs> Hey, Martin, what do you think of this idea? I find that, uh, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, but I really don't consider myself a kind of been there, done that <clears throat> in the physical movement space. But my experience has been that the people who, I'm going to say like you and like, um, well, I won't, I won't try and name luminaries, but, but people like you had a very self-directed beginning. So you found this thing maybe, or maybe not, you knew what it was, but it called to you and it, <clears throat> excuse me, it resonated with you. And I, I'm, I'm going to point out that the people showing up for your classes are kind of different. These are people who want to show up for the structure thing. <clears throat> They're more like me, like when I showed up at the group that I was training with. It, it wasn't really formal classes at the very beginning, but it was still like, we meet at this place at this time, let's do the thing. Um, so I showed up with a, a following mentality, a mindset of being a follower. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just thinking like, you know, that's something I've seen. I've Not that everybody, you know, is black and white, vanilla, chocolate, but I think there's a, an important feature there. And maybe part of what you're struggling with is trying to figure out how to teach those people to um, be self-leaders or, or maybe self-directed. I don't know if that feels like a real, you know, if I'm putting words in your mouth. No, you're right. Uh, that's actually very true. I try to teach, teach them to not be dependent on me for their own training. Um, uh, when I'm not teaching parkour, I teach at a gym and I do the same thing there. I try to teach, teach them how their body works, not how mm -hmm. a specific type of equipment works. Um, so when I'm outside with a, with a group of people, um, I try to focus on, 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 uh, on function, how, how, how they work, uh, do a lot of, a lot of starting to see how they move, how they do different things, how they. Uh, interpret the words I'm saying, and then try to build up on that, make the movement like faster or more quiet, or try to figure out what what they need what they need to make the movement better. Um, mm. Mm, yeah, not sure. I, I <laughs> got away from your question there. Maybe no, it's it, no. It's just me scribbling frantically. I try to take notes. I, I'm uh, so as you were talking about trying to show people how to be self-directed the thing that sprang to mind was okay uh, how <laughs> like do you find that see then I'm, like, I'm thinking oh there's a cultural layer there's going to be language layers there's going to like maybe how you would tackle that for uh, let's say stereotypical westerners who are pretty independent there might be one way to activate their self-direction and people who are, I don't know the culture in Sweden, if it's very different, but are there tools that you find like, well, I tend to get better success at encouraging self-direction when I pose questions or when I build groups, like asking the group, how might we get up this versus just saying to the group, get to the top. Those are two different ways to sort of um, shine light on different 
ways of thinking. And I'm just wondering if there are particular tools that you use that you find are more successful at getting people to think in a self-directed way. Uh, one is to give options. Uh, since, since the class I run generally nowadays are basically all levels. So I have everything from beginners to advanced people. Mm. Um, so naturally, I give a lot of options, a lot of scalability. Uh, so people choose pretty much the option that they feel comfortable with. And if it looks like too easy for them, I'll, I'll ask them about it and try to chance them a bit more. If they're in that headspace that day, maybe they're not. Um, uh, and on the other hand, if it's something too hard for them, I try to adapt it a bit or try to give them ideas to make it make it to a reasonable challenge level. Uh, so one thing I try to give uh, yeah, a lot of options to see how they how they handle them. Uh, and then the other option is the other uh, way, of course, is to do um, more task oriented exercise. Oh, sorry, um, goal oriented. So I give them a goal, and then they try to to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the, the options and scalability is the, 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 the tool I use the most. Hmm. I'm curious about, uh, I'm going to say a, a constellation. I'm curious if there's a constellation of, mm, I don't want to say pillars, but maybe the strengths. Is there a constellation of strengths that students need to possess to, to really go from you know, like, how do I put my shoes on to, oh, yes, I feel like I can go train on my own. And and this is now a self-directed <clears throat> journey that I can do myself. Maybe I don't want to do it myself, but I am now empowered to do that. Like, for example, I can think of like, you need to understand how your how physical, um, you know, uh, uh, loading and like, how do you physically get stronger? That's like one skill is the concept of how the body responds physically. But I'm wondering if there's a constellation of skills that I mean, this is not an easy question, but if there's a constellation of skills that you see that, well, to really become self-directed, one would need to have a, a number of things. I definitely think that's true, though I'm not really sure what those things would be as a... As a... Rats! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had the answer. <laughs> I mean, I could take a guess. Yeah. Take <laughs> some guesses. What, what people, what people would ideas. need. Uh, and the things I would start with is um, is uh, creativity, wanting to explore, um, mm. want, wanting to try things. Because uh, I, I get this question all the time, of course, um, uh, like most core coaches do on bet, uh, that um, uh, what do I need? How do, how do I need to prepare for the class? Do I need to be able to this and this and this and this? <laughs> and I go, just... <laughs> I always just tell them just get try to explore, just to try things, uh, try things, try things, try things, and uh, ask me if something gets too too easy or too hard. Um, because if it's hard, if you don't know why it's hard, then I have made a mistake as a coach. Um, and if it's too easy, then again, maybe you're 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 missing what is supposed to be hard and again that's my fault so mm. so ask me <laughs> and explore um i mean get because getting them to actually try things my, i think that's hard because in in uh, complete guess here of course again since i work at a gym uh, some of the time too um all the group training is just follow follow the instructor just follow mm. instructor. Just do what they do. 
there's no no or very little room for creativity or mm. or or exploration or adaptation for that instance mm. um my guess is that a lot of people are pretty used to that so when someone says just pass this off to go however you want they go what does that mean like how 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 am what i supposed to do it <laughs> exactly exactly yeah mm, so that would be my guess why it's hard mm. for a lot of people I, I would i would agree i would make that same guess i would i would also guess yeah that we've been conditioned no pun intended We've been conditioned <laughs> to think, you know, a certain way, solve problems certain ways. So many things I can think of. Um, I'll give you a self-directed option. <clears throat> you want an easy question or a hard question? <clears throat> the hard question, please. Hard question. Um, what's something that you believe, doesn't have to be related to parkour, arthroplasty, just anything. What's something that you believe that you think most people would disagree with you about? when it comes to to in any context i mean i'm not fishing for skeletons in the closet but it can be any you can answer that question in any context this is the best book in the world this tv yeah. show is the worst whatever you think what's something that you believe that you think everybody would disagree with that your training your 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 uh, yeah yeah i was going to use the word training in this case um it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be uh, nice and happy uh, if it's going to challenge you. Uh, and the reason I, I've had this uh, conversation with a lot of people uh, is that, um, or I think is that uh, other people seem to have this idea that, that uh, it's all gonna be fun and happy to go training. Mm. Uh, and it can be, of course, uh, but something that really challenges you is not comfortable. Uh, you do it to make other things comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the training, again, to me, would be something that's uh, something that's hard, something that that that. Challenge you, challenges you physically and mentally. Um, again, doesn't have to all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but the training has to be fun, I think would be my short answer. Mm. Uh, Something you disagree Hard one. It's, it's, Hard one. Yeah, it's, it's, it depends. I, sometimes people give me, you can kind of skirt the question with an easy answer, but I think that's a, a great the thing that you are talking about there is something that should be talked about more, that more people should, you know, talk about, you know, grab that topic and share it with their friends, especially the people they train with. Um, a couple things came to mind. I like to try and drop in stuff for people. If you're listening and you're super interested, two things came to mind as you were saying that one is there's a gentleman named Jersey. I believe it's J E R Z E Y Gregoric, uh, G R E G O R E K. There's a gentleman, they call him the lion of Olympic weightlifting. Apparently he's super famous in Olympic weightlifting circles. He has this wonderful thing he said one time, which is easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. <clears throat> and he means if you choose the easy thing, your life will be hard. If you choose the hard thing, your life will be easy. That came to mind as like a, a you know, litmus test for what training am I choosing? I, that's sprung to mind that I think people would enjoy 
looking more about about, about Jersey. Um, and then the other thing that came to mind is I have a good friend who once said, um, it takes a special person to set a challenge for themselves that they can't accomplish. And at first I thought, well, no, I could, I'm going to, I'm going to walk to the moon. Like that's not possible. And then I realized, yeah, but if you actually set a challenge, that's stupid, you're not actually going to try. So of course you're not going to make it, but to set a challenge that's really hard, but that is almost possible. And then I just felt like that I thought spoke to setting challenges and, and making some suffer happen on the journey. The two things that I thought of. That, that question actually made me think of something that, um, don't quote me on this, but I think when Monbel was talking about, uh, that if you get two choices and one is hard and one is difficult, you mm. should always choose the <laughs> difficult one because the easy one, you know, you can do. Yeah. yeah. There's a mindset there. I think what you were describing in your initial answer and then the things I was pointing and then that you're saying, they describe a certain kind of mindset, which I think is uh, embedded or a fundamental part of the art de placement concept of, you know, being strong to be useful and being strong to last and uh, dignity and strength and sharing. So, cool. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Martin, I'm just watching our time tick by. I will just say, and of course, the final question, three words to describe your practice. I would say calm, consistent, and and silent. Um, and if you want me to explain those further, uh, which I'd happy to do, is uh, when it comes to calm, um, I prefer the term still mind, but that's just mm. two words. So uh, Hyphens are but, free. Do you want oh, calm you. or still hyphen mind? <laughs> still hyphen mind then, please, <laughs> if that's allowed. That's allowed. Uh, because, yeah, because I want the, however exerted my body is, um, I wanted my mind to stay as calm as possible. And again, something sometimes people things are hard and scary. And then of course you won't be calm because uh, we'll be really challenged. Um, but the the movement calms me in a lot of ways. Uh, and when it comes to consistent, um, I try to do some movement every day. So it's not hours and hours every day. Uh, so I try to be consistent in my practice. So I just do something every day, uh, as long as it's something. Um, and that also comes to the movement. I want to be able to do uh, whatever whatever training I do. I, I I can't get mad at myself when I don't one-shot jumps, right? Because <laughs> like <laughs> it means I, I wanted to do something uh, and I couldn't get my body to do it perfectly at the first attempt. Uh, and of course, that doesn't mean every jump, big, scary jumps and all this stuff, but jumps that I feel like I should be able to land perfectly or just movements in general. Uh, and silent. I prefer uh, my training to be silent, my movement to be silent. I've been asked before, why don't you have music on your outdoor sessions? Uh, because you're supposed to hear what you're doing. Uh, and I want to hear what you're doing. Uh, and I want my movement to be silent as well, because it means that I'm in control of what I'm doing. Uh, I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to myself. Uh, yeah. So I think that's the <laughs> as short as I can get it when it comes to those those three words. 
Terrific, Martin. As I often say to people, it's a distinct pleasure to get a chance um, to have you to myself for an hour um, and for everybody else to hear you. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been great. Uh, time is very important to me, and I think I feel that this was very well spent. Uh, so thank you for a great conversation, and I hope it's uh, helpful to you and to everyone else who listens. So thank you.